sorry, that was my film countdown. Sorry. <laughs> Hello and welcome to the Casting Views podcast, a podcast hosted by me, Lucio. And me, Dan. <laughs> I feel like we should leave that whole edit bit where you were talking about your... Yeah, maybe um, your I should, yeah. we'll, we'll, leave, we'll, we'll leave that in and this yeah. can be the actual intro for this. Okay, yeah. <laughs> um, welcome to another episode, Casting Views, where a podcast where we talk about kind of anything and everything, really, stuff that interests us and we'll cast some views. This week, prior to us getting into the topic for the week, as you know, we've been featuring some of our friends um, at the beginning of each of our episodes. Dan was actually on the podcast who we're going to be um, promoting today. It's the Cultworthy podcast. Unfortunately, I was unavailable for that episode because it was the day that I broke my elbow. <laughs> but we are looking to get Antonio on to casting views. So just prior to getting into um, the episode, we've got a quick message from Antonio. The Cult Worthy Podcast. Your host, Antonio Palacios, will guide you week by week through a bevy of cult favorites, obscure cinema, and hidden gems. Listen to us on your favorite platforms or follow us on thecultworthy.com. The Cult Worthy Podcast. And we're back. So, <laughs> we are back. First, <laughs> first, 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 first. No, 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 no. First, first, first. Elbow update. Come on. This oh, is the, elbow feature, update. the feature everybody wants. Come okay. On. Elbow is out of the sling. Yes. That's that's not on medical advice, by the way. That's because nobody's <laughs> no. called me to, to talk to me about my, my fractured elbow. So I've just decided to take advice online, basically. I just went on online and said, what do I do? Main, the main thing is at least you're not you're not putting it out there and you're keeping it keeping it quiet. So that's amazing. Yeah, yeah, exactly. This is what I mean. Obviously, you know, yeah, I've, I've just kind of, you know, quietly gone about my daily business and everyone kind of, you know, still thinks that it's, it's, it's still busted. But sorry, go for it. What are we talking about this week? <laughs> so this week is kind of, I guess, going to be a bit of a fusion between the future and maybe a bit of media and film and kind of what our perspective of the future was maybe a period of time ago, what it kind of is now and, and what we think might be kind of coming with the future. So there's going to be a lot of reference to film and, and kind of how, how the future was perceived from when you were a kid and from when I was a kid. Living in the future now, look, talking to you over a computer, recording our voices digitally, putting it out there for, I was going to say millions, but yeah, millions of people to listen to us. This is the future. Yeah, see, because you <laughs> you lived through like the internet becoming a big thing and like electronic mail. It was, um, two, and... <laughs> it was two tin cans and a bit of string between them. <laughs> yeah. But yeah, so I think that that's, that's the way we'll kick it off. You know, you being the older gentleman of the duo of us, yes, I am. I'll let I'll let you kick off because chronologically, you can start from an earlier period of time. Because I think you know my perspective will probably be from, in terms of media, The Simpsons kind of onwards. <laughs> I was trying to think of this, and I, God, my memory is absolutely shocking. For me, when I was a kid, the future was just really it was two things it was robots and flying cars <laughs> <laughs> basically everything was going to be shiny and there was going to be robots and with that you know you've got the terminator even if it wasn't necessarily set in the future you had like the the films like short circuit buck rogers it, basically every sci-fi thing had a robot in it and then of course the other thing would seem to be flying cars so back to the future too I love the films anyway. I love the Back to the Future films, and I, I recently went to see this show in London. And so you never, you never, um, was it? You grow old, you never grow up. That's my <laughs> motto. So I went to see that, and it's it's brilliant. And the main, yeah, well, there was loads of things which we'll probably go into in Back to the Future too. But the main thing for me was, yeah, flying cars, and and we kind of seen that in 
like the Star Wars prequels as well, haven't we? They they yeah. were flying vehicles and and oh, what was the other one? The, that cartoon, the old cartoon, was it the Jetsons, which was like the Flintstones? Flintstones. Yeah, I know what you mean. Yep, yeah, yep. Yeah. So yeah, where are my flying cars? You know what? As well, do you know when you talk about robots? Do you know what immediate thing I thought of? Which is, I think, was Rocky Four still the eighties? Yeah, Rocky Four was still <laughs> yeah. in the eighties. Do you remember there was the Happy Rocky had, Carly? Yeah, yeah, had that like butler robot <laughs> yeah. in his house that was like a servant. Like, where's oh, that technology? Do you know what though? No, oh my god, how could I forget Rocky? I love that. But it's how they made it. You, do you remember at the time they made it? Try to make it so futuristic because yeah, you know, yeah. they turned the lights off and then it was all some funky keyboard music, wasn't it? And they, and they made the robot sound over overtly robotic before they then gave it a nice friendly female voice. Do you remember? Yeah, that's the weird thing as well. Do you know when like you listen to robots in you know like old film, like it's all about our oh, robots are going to sound like this. Why did they all have really terrible computer projected voices? I am a robot. Yeah, <laughs> why 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 could they turn around and be like butlers? But that's what they sounded like. They sounded like Daleks and that sort of thing. I, it just made no sense. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, you want it like like the the Cockney bloke down the pub, don't you? That's like, yeah, all yeah, right. Yeah. All right, Lou, you, you fancy another drink? <laughs> I mean, I will skip it. I, I, I'm going to talk about a film in a little bit because um, I feel like I'd be skipping too far ahead chronologically as well that I think did the whole robot thing actually really quite well for when it was set and that sort of thing. But yeah, I feel like when I was young, I feel like, yeah, the flying cars thing was still a thing. And if not, it was stuff that hovered. Everything hovered. Yes, that's for it. For some yeah, reason. Yeah. Well, yeah, like hoverboard in back Yeah, then, hoverboards. Yeah, yeah. And I guess, you know, to, I mean, they called them hoverboards, didn't they, when they came no, out? I'm not having it. I'm not having just, it. I know what you're going to say. No. It's just a sideways skateboard with wheels. <laughs> yeah. yeah. Although, do you know what? In kind of what I wanted to bring, I was having a look. And I think a prototype was made of a proper hoverboard. I think it was only a one-off and it couldn't go over water, which was the whole key thing in Back to the Future 2. When it's, yeah, you know. yeah. But I don't think we'll ever see that. And again, I'll come I'll come on to it later why I don't think we could ever have flying cars and real hoverboards. When you were a kid then, what did you look at film-wise or program-wise and think, oh my God, that is what the future is going to be? Well, I'll talk about the film that I had in mind specifically. Okay. And that film is iRobot. Oh, okay. All right. Now... I think, if I remember rightly, that film is actually set in twenty the 2030s. So still, you know, 10 or 15 years away from when that film is set. But they touched on technology because they didn't, they had like um, robots, but they were basically people because even the voices yeah. of the robots and that sort of thing were actually people. Yeah. Again, doing like, like tasks or jobs and robots and, and that sort of thing. And I always looked at that as something that I genuinely believed was something that might happen because what's that company that does the robotics nowadays? Do you remember years ago oh, they, so they struggled to get a robot upstairs yeah. and now all of a sudden it's like jumping over boxes and all sorts. Boston? Uh, it might be Boston Robotics. I don't Boston know. Boston Robotics. I think it might be Boston Robotics. I don't know. Dynamics. Yeah, it's something along those lines, isn't it? And they were the ones that used to like make the <laughs> robot dogs and see, stuff, weren't they? The difference we have between the two of us, I had like sort of 80s really bad costumes and you had iRobot that's yeah, the difference yeah. we're talking about yeah <laughs> well, I had really good CGI and that sort of thing did you but ever see a... sorry did you ever see a program called Metal Mickey a really old British oh, program no 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 really oh, old no check that out check the robot out in that I think it was cardboard boxes painted silver so <laughs> but yeah I think in, in iRobot have you seen iRobot yeah I, I've seen it the once yeah 
I actually I actually really used to like that film, but there's a couple of things in that because obviously Will Smith's character, sorry, spoilers for anyone that hasn't seen iRobot, why you haven't seen it in the 15 years it's been out, I don't know. Will Smith's character was injured and had like a really advanced like robotic arm that was like fused to him basically, but looked like an arm, if that makes right. sense. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And I feel like even nowadays, you've kind of started to see that technology cottoning on. Like people have got like really advanced technology when it comes to like limbs and that sort of thing, if somebody's missing an arm and that sort of thing. So I always saw that as something that I genuinely thought would be a thing. And now, even like 10 years after the film or 15 years after the film, whenever it was, I feel like that's even more so a thing that I think is going to be well, look at, look at something how, really reasonable. Yeah, prosthetics have come along. Yeah, yeah. And, well, again, in games, actually, one of my favourite games was always Deus Ex. Did you ever yeah. play De- Deus Ex? Yeah. And that was all about augmented humans, wasn't it? So could that, be, well, well, we'll come along to what we think is in the future, but I guess that was another thing. Yeah, it is about the merging of people and technology, I guess. Yeah. The thing is, as well, I've always found that, predictions for the future in film do you know like for instance the hoverboard thing and the flying cars they don't tangibly improve life and i feel like any prediction we've seen come true from film has always been something that's just improved life or made people lazier yeah well i guess you're gonna have the difference between are people coming up with right what crazy things do we think could be in the future because could you imagine in like the 1960s 1970s it would be like flying cars because that would be like so way out there. Yeah, yeah. As opposed to maybe people who are actually trying to look at the future and say, right, what do we think could actually happen? And what do we think? Right, yeah, see? yeah. Two schools of thoughts. Option A, let's put crazy stuff out there like meals in a tablet, which you probably can get now. But but yeah. back back then <laughs> it's probably like, what? why have four meals and, and all that food and all that waste? You can just have a tablet to the, right, well, What's a car? Maybe we, cars might be electric in the future. Do you see what I'm trying to say? It's yeah, yeah. Pump. It's, it's that intermediate step. Yeah, yeah, that's true, actually. I feel like as well, and the reason, again, that I actually really rate iRobot as a really good indicator of the future <laughs> is because iRobot is an illustration of how people are lazy, just generally speaking, or like we seek to make things more convenient. So do you know like yeah. the robots taking over jobs that, you would see as being very demanding physical jobs. So in it, you see that all of a sudden robots are the ones that are doing like street work and road works and um, like bin disposal and that sort of thing. And even like with the butlers in the house and that sort of thing, like, you know, people have already got like Alexa or whatever in that house that can turn their lights on or baths that run the bath for them. Yeah, Roombas that do the, the hoovering up for you. I feel like the only logical step, and the thing is as well, technology moves quickly. So do I think it would be unreasonable to have some sort of like robot type thing in your house that could do multiple jobs in the next 15 years i think it's perfectly we, we are jumping all over the place and i like it right so <laughs> um yeah let's throw everything else out yeah you're right actually you, you make a really good point because what i said was there were probably two two ways of looking at the future and i think that was valid then but now is human laziness what's driving how the future is going to look like. Because, yeah, like you said, everything. And, and and things we've touched on in the past, like streaming, digital, everything, wanting everything at your fingertips. Is that what's driving what the future looks like? So rather than flying cars, we're not even going to need to, to leave our house. Our yeah, house is yeah. going to be everything. And, you know, the pandemic has really rushed along the work from home scenario, right? Yeah, yeah, this is true. Yeah, yeah. 
adding Alexa, add, like I said, adding Roombas, adding the fact that you can order stuff from your fridge. I think now <laughs> you can you can yeah, get yeah. Uh, you can get those buttons. I think from Amazon, can't you? That for your favorite item, you stick it on, you stick it to the fridge, push it, and it'll order that item for you off Amazon. It's the guys of oh my god, look at look at what we can do, and and everybody. The, the early adopters and stuff you want that thing to show off right but it's that uh, are we actually getting like i said i want my hoverboard i wanted all those things i was yeah. promised as a kid yeah, but no yeah. now we're just getting <laughs> shit that's making me more fat <laughs> <laughs> a, a little a little box that sits on your side that you ask it to tell you a joke and then it tells you a really bad joke <laughs> Yeah, I feel like that's what it is. Have you have you ever seen anything in in kind of recent media that you feel like it's just a, a more so a prediction of the future that's just been really ridiculous that you feel like then? Do you know what I don't I don't know because all the stuff I've kind of been watching is yeah I've not really watched a lot of sci-fi recently. The yeah. ridiculous stuff I've watched is the Fast and Furious, and that's set in the present, and that's just <laughs> ridiculous. <laughs> well, I mean, even if you look at, do you know what another one, another good like film series is, for example, with predicting the future? Do you know James Bond? Oh, right, yeah, yeah, yeah. And only because of the gadgets. So, for instance, I can't remember what Bond film it was, but it was Pierce Brosnan, and do you know he had the remote control BMW? Yes, oh yeah, yeah. And yeah. he's like looking at it through the <laughs> screen. When you think about it now, we've got drones that do that. We've got self-driving cars, but that at the time was like some absolutely mental thing. It's like, oh my god you can control a car whereas yeah, now yeah. we've got cars that just drive themselves anyway you don't even yeah. need a controller yeah you've got little little automated robots that bring you your food have you seen them in the streets those little yeah they've got them <laughs> do you know here they've got them in milton Keynes, haven't they yes yeah 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 that's where i've seen them i have seen them be like run over and stuff like, where people just like haven't seen them because they've got like these big flags on them now haven't they to stop them being uh to make sure they're spotted i'm sure they've got them in the states but yeah over here in certain places you get these little white containers on wheels that are just <laughs> automated and they're bringing food aren't they to people yeah yeah they do yeah like you could just order a meal deal and then all of a sudden little robot will turn up and then it will like flash green and let you open it to get your food i know it's got security measures but our people aren't just picking it up and doing a, a runner with it yeah. Yeah, or like, what about, like people that just tip them over what 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 do you do yeah. <laughs> like, i bet you i bet you there's people that have just been walking around milton Keynes tipping over people's milk upside down yeah, yeah. <laughs> and then you got a bloke who's got to come out in a van turn around and be like yeah see it. we've lost six more today <laughs> oh dear yeah, no, no. So I don't think I have. If anything, it's probably more gaming. But everything seems to be along the lines of yeah, the augmented stuff. Every everything in games, it all seems to be about that, doesn't it? Although I've got, we don't know. We'll, we'll do it later. I've I found ironically and coincidentally, I saw on my Facebook timeline somebody put a list of all the film. Well, not all the films, but a load of films when they were set in the future. And this goes back to like. 1995 because these are old films right and it shows where we're at now and i was just looking at a couple of the films as do you know what some of them are scarily scarily accurate <laughs> but in the most bizarre way so yeah we'll go into that and i just think probably where some have got it right is more around people and people's behavior rather than technology right you know okay I mean? okay i understand do you know when you talked as well about like the fun stuff not being something that's come about yeah. Do you think, though, that that's because, like, right now, when we see something that's maybe sci-fi or a prediction of the future, we are just automatically inclined to believe that's what the future will be like because we literally just don't know. Do you think that the hoverboard thing, flying car thing, was more so because people genuinely believe that's 
honestly the way it would be? Or do you think it was more so a completely sci-fi thing, if that makes sense? I think it's a little bit of both. I think as a kid in the 80s, you know, when your toys were like action figures and your TV was like cartoons or, you know, it wasn't it wasn't like the CGI of today and things like that. Yeah. It was fantastical and you did want to believe that. But also I think, and I might be out of line and, and, and you can tell me, I, well, I don't mean out of line like that, that sounds dramatic. But again, the technology we had then wasn't as advanced as it is now. So I don't think we're going to get those huge advances anymore because I live in an age where, yeah, we've got electric cars, you, we've got driverless cars. I can live in my house. I don't even have to step out my house. I can bank, I can do everything. Yeah. Whereas back then, that seemed really fanciful. So there is a jump from what I had as a kid to now. Yeah. And I'm not saying there haven't been advances in the last five, 10 years. It just feels like now, we've said it before, it just feels like now we're iterating. And yeah, I don't see what the next massive advance is. It would be, I guess you'd have to look at, you know, living on another planet or something. That would be as far out now as it was then. Yeah. I, and you know what? I'm glad that you said that because I was actually going to bring it up and give you credit for that point. Do you know where you said <laughs> like it feels like you just like got reiterations of things? Because I remember having this discussion with you about cars outside of the podcast and you you turned around and said, but cars now, it's not about like changing them inherently. Now it's just like improvements. So cars have got sat navs and they've mm-hmm. got uh, cruise control and then they've got lane assist and now they're electric. And that's all it is. Whereas there has been no revolution as such as to what the main method of transport is it's just a case of how can we improve this thing to be the best it can be i guess similarly with phones and stuff like that but when you look at like the way that phones were perceived (laughs) i'm going to reference the simpsons here because the simpsons had some (laughs) scary predictions (laughs) oh yeah um where they were talking about technology they talked about there was an episode i think it was 1995 where someone was talking like into their watch Oh, right. Yeah, yeah. Okay. And that was like the first time you'd ever seen anybody use like a wearable piece of technology in anything. And it was 1995. Obviously, everyone thinks Matt Groening's a time traveler anyway. And then I think in another episode, I can't remember what year it was, they showed like video calls. So literally where you were like live chatting. I think it was Marge live chatting with someone else. But now it feels like even with technology and phones, it's kind of just turning around and improving what you've got. So I feel like back then, the whole wearable tech thing would have been a revolutionary idea whereas now it's like okay what can more can we do with that technology so like mobile phones we want to make sure that you can pay with everything on them yeah. and then the wearable technology it's like okay now we can make sure that you can pay with that or you can go internet browsing on that but it's still the same thing if that but makes that's, sense that's exactly it no no spot on and like a kid now is going to be surrounded by so much technology more so than now even that you had you yeah, know yeah. growing up so so we've all got yeah, well, I'm going to be quite general here, but most people are going to have a smartphone, right? Most yeah. people are going to have a laptop. Most people are going to have like a smart TV or, or an internet-enabled TV. I don't, but loads of people, you know, I know quite a few people have got 3D printers, which that, yeah. that kind of blows my mind as well. And that, that actually, I think, is is a huge... That's kind of a thing of the future for me as a kid, if, if, I, if I saw that. I, and, and I think now, I guess... Other than things that go, oh, wow, that's that's really good because that's going to save me doing this or that. I'm guessing what's sort of the last really big wow thing for you or for, or for us in, in recent times in terms of invention? Do, do you know what I mean? It's like 
curved TV was one. <laughs> that was yeah. it. Do you know what I mean? Yeah. Now it's like, it's all about TVs, isn't it? Yeah. Yeah. It was about it the is, HD yeah. TV, the flat screen TV. <laughs> then it was a curved TV. It was 3D TV. Now it's a thin TV that you literally... Yeah, they're like, they're like paper, paper thin or something, isn't they, now? Like you can get those really super expensive <laughs> ones. It to all be around TVs. It's yeah, just... yeah. So I guess that's what I'm saying. From where I was, like I said, in the 80s to now, that's a huge jump. For me, each computer generation or console generation was a massive time improvement for me. But now, I mean, I love my Xbox Series X. Hi, Microsoft. <laughs> but, you know, is it a massive jump on the Xbox One? No, no. Now, okay, it, the, the Xbox One is a jump on the Xbox 360. But again, there's nothing, you know, there, there hasn't been a wow factor in, in gaming for for a while as well. You know what? I feel like the last time we saw that like wow factor in gaming was when, do you know, like motion control was a proper thing with stuff like the Wii. Yes. Oh, yeah, 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 yeah. I feel like that was the last time you ever saw a thing where everybody all of a sudden went mental because this was amazing. I mean, you actually had the eye toy on the PS2, which I think you mentioned before, <laughs> yeah, yeah. which was the original um, washing the window and cheating washing with the, a pillow, yeah. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> spinning the plates on the side yeah. of the thing. Um, but yeah, I feel like with gaming, I feel like the Wii and motion control was the first new thing that came about that was like supposed to be revolutionary, but everyone's too lazy and couldn't be bothered oh with God. it anyway. <laughs> you, just, you just reminded me though as well, like virtual reality. As a kid, I thought virtual. I thought we would be in virtual worlds now, yeah, and yeah. and we have got virtual reality, right? I'm not saying we don't, but it's still not. One is it's still really expensive. Yeah, and yeah, most I think most people would be happy not to be in the virtual world i mean the virtual world makes them sick uh, and i'm not talking like the metaverse and stuff here i'm talking about like the the oculus those kind of things you know the headset uh, but i remember as a kid yeah that the lawnmower man and stuff like that that the virtual reality seemed to be a huge thing because oh my yeah. god you can live in a computer world oh my god yeah. But do you know what's do you know what's mental about like the whole virtual world thing as well now? Because we did an episode on the metaverse, obviously, and if you haven't yeah. listened to that, you should because it was brilliant. It's, it is uh, good. <laughs> um, the only thing I would say as well is like I imagine that your perspective of living in a virtual world was living in a virtual world that was so completely different to your own, if that makes sense. So having the ability to experience like a like more so have a virtual experience, like the way that I would picture like virtual reality gaming for instance, is like feeling immersed in like the world of Call of Duty, for instance, or like a war zone or whatever it might be. Whereas I feel like the way that VR technology is going is they are just putting the world as we know it in pixel format and they're yeah. just throwing you in it. Yeah, I think... So you're not having a unique experience because they're just turning the world around you into something that you can do while you're sat in your ass. For me, virtual reality was more a case of like you were going to be put almost in a sci-fi world as as a yeah. kid, it changed. Obviously, as I got older, then it would be being in the game world. But yeah, like you said, now the future is. And again, we, we did talk about this. The future <laughs> is we're going to just see our mates virtually <laughs> in a pub. It's so shit. <laughs> the mate, the mates that we could see, if we tr if we just could be bothered to travel twenty minutes down the road <laughs> in a pub that we could actually go and sit in real. And that's where it is. But back then, it, it was like, it was going to be a world where I could fly. It was going yeah, to be a world yeah, where yeah. aliens would fly around. And that's, yeah, I guess that's the difference. It, it, our imaginations have been downgraded. Not It's not graphics have been downgraded like in games. It's our imaginations have. Yeah, <laughs> yeah that, that's what I think it is. I feel like there's always like a an overwhelming sense of disappointment when it comes to things like that. Because again, like when you looked at like VR, like I remember like, 
you had like a not like a VR headset, but something you could like put your phone in and it would like move with you. If that makes sense, did I try? Oh, it? I thought I thought you had that. Oh, did I, I have that? I can't remember. Yeah, yeah, I've not got it anymore. Anyway, that's how much of a novelty yeah, yeah. it was. And obviously, it made you super dizzy and that sort of thing. But my <laughs> my idea, like I said, when it was when you were young, is like being in an immersive experience. And I feel like whenever you look at something that's supposed to have so much expectation it always falls flat like the whole thing with you and the hoverboards for me oh, it was yeah. like, oh my god i'm gonna be like gaming in call of duty like with a vest on that's gonna make it feel like i shouldn't joke about that feel like i'm getting shot but that's what gaming is starting to get to or, or should have been getting to and that's not the way it's been used yeah but back to the future did actually get a few things right like you mentioned video calls i think they did video calls in back to the future too i think they had a version of like Skype then. <laughs> and they also had flat screen TVs. So I think, bear in mind, this would have been made in the, if it was it late 80s or very early 90s. So they actually did get quite a, quite a few things right. Yeah, I think to sum up my vision would be as a kid, I imagined we were, it was going to be really futuristic. And by that, I mean like aliens. Everything was going to be metallic and shiny. <laughs> yeah, yeah, everything was made of foil. <laughs> yeah, basically. And I'm going to say here and now, I invented driverless cars as a kid. I just obviously didn't patent it or write it down. <laughs> I, no, I remember at school thinking, but it was going to be different. I, I imagined that there would be, this is really impractical, but I was a kid. Under the road or in the road, there'd be like a metal, like metal wire or metal girder or something that would run down each road and your cars would run on that almost like a scale electrics i guess so basically <laughs> what you've done is you've invented trams <laughs> yeah yeah no, but you would you, your car would follow that and you would say right i want to get from here to there and it would yeah regulate your speed it would keep your distance from the car in front but it was a, it was following like um like a sensor in the road rather right than okay a, okay i get rather you. than it being gps because that wasn't a thing then <laughs> so basically casting views is going to be issuing tesla with a cease and desist yeah 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 <laughs> all those scale electrics like i said will probably be after me because yeah sounds this quite is also scary. true yeah. <laughs> yeah yeah and look at the films i wanted the self-lacing shoes trainers from back to the oh, future God, yeah 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 and i think didn't nike or adidas or someone they made a pair didn't they yeah the nike air mags i actually think they made a few i think they were I super know. rare though yeah yeah but i wanted those they had um he had a jacket that it got wet and it self-dried. So it had like uh, blowers in it and it just dried. And I mean, <laughs> how many times have we all been caught out in the rain and you're soaked and it's awful? Imagine if your clothes could just self-dry like that. Yeah, imagine the quality of life improvement. You're like, I'm so glad I've got my self-drying jacket with me. <laughs> Sorry, I've jumped into how why Back to the Future 2 is brilliant. Should we carry on or was there anything else you were saying? <laughs> Um, no, I guess in terms of films and that sort of thing, I had a particular area that I wanted to talk about okay. when it came to films. Again, a little bit motivated by iRobot, but another film, and again, this is more so very modern day predicting the future yeah. outwardly. Because in iRobot, obviously, we saw like the arm thing where he had like he'd lost his arm and he got given this really high tech thing. Um, and have you ever seen the film Elysium? It's got what's his name, Matt Damon. No, no. So I think it's set in like 2150, so like 140 years from now. And basically all of the super rich have gone and lived on like spaceships, basically in the Earth's like outer atmosphere. Um, and then all of like the poor people have basically been left on Earth. That's the premise yeah, of the film. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, and then on these like on, on Earth, people are still suffering with disease and that sort of thing. And then out 
in space. They've got like chambers where you can just put a person in it. It diagnoses them with whatever medical issue they've got okay, and can just yeah. fix them, yeah, basically. Yeah. Um, so the area was just like medicine and technology when it came to like health, I guess, if that makes sense. So like in my mind, does it seem far-fetched that they'll have a machine that turns around that you can put a person in, it scans your whole body and says, oh, this person's got cancer here or it's they've got diabetes or they've got this if for a hundred years time i was just like that seems reasonable to me but in a hundred years time they're probably going to be looking at the film elysium thinking that was way out (laughs) well they could probably do that now to some extent but the thing is it's all about money and profits isn't it yeah that's true but it's it's going to be about is it going to bring the, the money in and how much how many hospitals or things could afford it i get that that's where technology comes comes a cropper is is a cost because that's the thing i always thought to myself like leading on with the like the limb thing and about how things are getting super advanced i feel like medicine is something that moves super quickly so like i actually spoke i, I went and had like uh, an mri scan recently oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, and i remember saying to my mum, i was like imagine when mri scanners were invented like how amazing it must have been for that technology to turn around and say we can look through a person with amazing detail yeah, now. Yeah, yeah. And when you think about that, like medicine and technology when it comes to health has actually moved really at a really, really fast pace. Like we went from people like dying of undiagnosed deaths to knowing exactly where they've got cancer and what types actually, of cancer yeah, they've got and that point, sort of thing. Point, yeah. In what is the space of probably like fifty odd years. And that's yeah. really nothing at all. So that's the thing for me when it comes to like medicine, I feel like that's one thing that's always kind of moved forward because we've always begun to cure new diseases as, as a human species, not me personally. I'm not, I'm not, uh, <laughs> not, don't have the brain power for it. But yeah, I feel like medicine is always one thing that I see in films where it's either been something that's been predicting the future or something that's looking forward past our time now. And I've always thought, I feel like that's plausible. Yeah, no, you're right. I think this, the, the thing with medicine is just, it's whether you're lucky to live in a time where the relevant thing gets invented rather than, it, it's, yeah. it's not a question of if it's going to be invented, it's more when. Yeah, that's true. Yeah, I feel like we were at dawn at the wrong time. <laughs> well, well, the right time for some things. Yeah, and, this and is the true. Yeah. I mean, no, no, you spot on. Like I said, it think of all the things you go and you, you have done take for granted like yeah like the x-rays mris cat scans endoscopies i mean i know that sounds straightforward you're sticking a tube down your throat but, <laughs> yeah. but the fact they can be guided i mean if you're eating something at the moment but like colonoscopies you know and the, the fact those, those are like remote control guided and stuff like <laughs> yeah. that and my partner had something where you swallow a capsule and it's kind of like taking the pictures as it's going through you yeah yeah like a tiny little camera yeah, thing yeah, yeah 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 i mean you had that program uh, it was a remake I, I can only think of the the martin short one where they shrink you and put you into the human body and they're flight you know they're going through the blood <laughs> have you ever seen that yeah film? yeah yeah i know what you mean that would have been along those kind of lines but everything you have done now as a standard like if you go see a doctor or a gp and they they send you for like um diagnostics all these things which are a standard now like the blood test, all the things they're searching for in a blood test. I mean, it's just amazing, really. Yeah, that's the thing. I feel like medical technology has always really interested me because I feel like that's the thing that also has the biggest impact on people generally. Because like people live longer nowadays than we did 50 years ago. We're generally yeah. healthier than we were I mean, 50 transplants, years ago. Transplants, transplants. Yeah, yeah, that, I mean, that is was... a nuts thing as well. Yeah. And the guy, didn't they recently do a hand transplant, didn't they? Yeah, I think like you, because you've seen a lot in recent years of people like having full face transplants and that sort of thing as well, which is absolutely mental. I mean, 
I, I know obviously it didn't actually end in the best way, but obviously we saw the guy in America have a transplant with like a pig's heart, didn't we? Was he in America? Yeah. No, I no, I was... remember it. Yeah, but I don't remember the, the the full story. Yeah, I think the guy. I think he's actually only recently just died. Um, okay. So I think he lasted two months. But when you look at the concept. Like that is something that was like, you know, you might have seen it in a film 30 years ago where like people are interchangeable with parts. Like that's what you do. Um, But that is slowly actually becoming a reality. Like will will we ever get to a point where we can actually put like what is a completely like artificial heart in a person and and just kind of change yourself out like you're going for an MOT or a service? (laughs) That's it. What modular people? Yeah, you just yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. You're just yeah. like I, I, I. You turn around and you're just like, right. I want to be six foot three today, so you change your legs. <laughs> I mean, we've we've kind of seen in the past as well, like sort of chips being put under people's skin and stuff like that, and yeah. and it's just like, yeah. At some point, the amalgamation of people and technology and medicine is gonna. There's going to be something amazing. I mean, we've well, we've already had sheep cloned, right? Yeah, yeah, yeah. And people to... can do it to like their domestic pets and that sort of thing yeah. as well. Like I've seen people do it with like cats and that sort yeah. of thing. And have you seen the picture of like that they grow grow the uh, the ear on the back of a mouse? Yeah, yeah, <laughs> it's <laughs> unbelievable. <laughs> I think you've hit that on the head. I think it probably is medicine. Actually, is where because while you were saying that, I was thinking areas where you think technology should advance hasn't now okay aviation has advanced i'm not going to say you know we're still not in like those little old prop planes and yeah i know it ended tragically but you know we used to have concord which was you could get to america in like a few hours yeah yeah and now we and we don't have that now we make bigger planes okay we 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 make planes that are like more like sort of cruise liners in the air but where's that where's that advancing in flying come just like we said about driving yeah yeah that's true whenever you see like a new plane that's ever turned around or, or you see something which like have you ever seen casey neistat on youtube no the name rings a bell but uh. um he used to do um videos he used to fly a lot and he used to do videos with planes and it would always be a video that was like oh a new twenty eight thousand dollar plane ticket and it was basically just a plane that had created another suite that just looked like a hotel room a really posh hotel room but it's true what you say there's not been no i can't get to the states any faster i can't get to south america any yeah. faster but i can do it on a in a nicer cabin with a nicer champagne yeah. as yeah. opposed to actually improving what that service and that thing actually is but you can make a tiktok video if you're dancing now but yeah uh, yeah, yeah no i've just I've, I've just had a quick look right and and even now it's still amazing me i mean i still find it hard to believe that concord the fastest crossing was Two hours, 52 minutes and 59 seconds. So just, just under three hours. Crazy. And now it's like eight hours. Yeah. So all, all our podcasters over there, when they invent the new Concord, we'll be uh, coming over to see you just like that. We'll, co- we'll come over for a couple of days. But that's the thing, like, you know, people could, nowadays, like, flights are actually quite cheap when you look at, you know, generally speaking, depending on when you go, like, you can pick up flights to some countries in Europe for like 10, 15 quid, depending on when mm. you just want to jump yeah. on a plane. Could you imagine having the facility to go to, America in the same time as it takes you to get on a flight to go to the south of Italy. And that's why I'm saying even now, like I read that and the fact that I know it was a real thing, I was alive during Concord, but I I look at that now and think that's not real. Two hours, 52. 
<laughs> I mean, sometimes my commute to work it was almost taken there, and it's only twenty miles away. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, you could go, you could go work in New York if you wanted. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Oh my word! Like you said, yeah, we're, I'm circling back to the thing of saying that I just don't think we're getting the huge advances. Cue someone saying, "Oh, you haven't thought about this or that," but you know, I mean, the real, real big advances. But I keep coming back to medicine, which is which you've said, and that is, I think, spot on. Yeah. The the only thing that gets me with travel, though, is do you feel like nowadays with people like Elon Musk and SpaceX and with people like Jeff Bezos, what's his one called? Blue something oh, I blue. Remember. Oh, I can't. Yeah, it's blue something. Blue something. Well, it's just because he's the second rate <laughs> billionaire <laughs> going to space, isn't he? Like Elon Musk was the original. Elon, please sponsor us. <laughs> and uh, please send us to space in actual fact. Yeah, yeah. Do an episode from there. I feel like as the as the focus now shifted, for instance, from like travel around the world, do you feel like now there's been more of an emphasis because of the way it's been done by high profile people like these big companies like SpaceX and people like Elon Musk that are the forerunners in it? And even Richard Branson, because he's got Virgin Space or whatever his, his, his one's called. Do you feel like now the focus is more on travel outside of the world just generally? But you see, I, I just don't think that's a thing. My question to you is, do you honestly see space and air quotes for people who can't see me (laughs) do do we think space tourism is going to be a thing i I just don't see it it's it's not i don't see it i just don't i don't see it i don't see it in my lifetime do i see it as something that for instance like if i had grandkids i would probably say yes i think they might see it but i don't think i will and i think that that's because i feel like again it's like one of those difficult things to turn around and have an appreciation for the fact that that's probably something that we have to do. So I feel like the whole space travel thing is just an inevitability as opposed to an if, if that well, makes sense. But again, and that kind of goes back to, because we've seen quite a big backlash to some of these trips. So there's also going to be like social elements to whether certain things will happen in the future as well, I think. You know, because it's being seen as, you know, we we don't need to be doing this and we shouldn't be doing that. So I just don't see it happening. And I think it's not going to be in the in the remit of being for the the I want to say the common person, but that sounds bad. But, you know, the the general people. Yeah. Many, 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 many years. Yeah. It's going to be a one percent of thing for the. Yeah. the foreseeable future when it becomes a thing yeah. i guess i don't know yeah i can yeah i can kind of accept that like i said i think that uh, I, I do you know what it is i want to imagine a universe that is much as mass effect but real life oh mass effect yeah, yeah. <laughs> do you know uh, what i mean like where you're turning around and just like where are we going to not going on a night out lads we're going to neptune <laughs> yeah where's my <laughs> where's my krogan buddy i want my krogan <laughs> yeah. buddy man i, I want my rex you turn around and you're just like right guys we're moving because i found a new job where to pluto do you know what i mean like that's that's kind of where i where i kind of want to see the world that's what the the, the game they they did after mass effect andromeda it was about finding new place and i can't remember what they called them but yeah it, that's kind of what it was it was about trying to find habitable habitable places i think where people could settle for now we're just gonna have to put up with our fancy ideas in, in and film. nine hour flights to the states <laughs> yeah. i mean like i said again go back to if i go back to back to the future quickly i wrote a quick thing and i've put good things or, or things they got right they did personal drones yeah. So they did drones, I think, was were taking dogs for walks. And now yeah, you yeah. mentioned, did you mention right back in our first episode about 
an umbrella drone. Was it? That was a really early episode. Wow, what a throwback. Yeah, yeah, like a drone that holds your umbrella for you. <laughs> yeah, I, I, I listen and remember to our episodes. <laughs> they did like tablets and mobile payment technology. Yeah, yeah. yeah. They did good, biometric yeah. devices. They did hands-free gaming consoles. They did smart clothing and wearable technology. Now, bear in mind, this was actually set in 2015. So this was yeah, seven years far, ago. So we did have a lot there. of that, yeah. <laughs> Video phones and bad. I've got no flying cars, no real hoverboards, <laughs> and uh, no automatic jacket dryers I've put down. <laughs> you're literally, you're sat there with a list of things that's like, got all the things we didn't want, didn't, <laughs> yeah. all the things we did want. <laughs> Talking about the flying cars, as we were, I don't think we can ever have flying cars. It'd just be anarchy. I mean, we barely, we'd drive on roads, which is just a straight line with the odd turn here and there and around about. And all the accidents we have, can you imagine if you've got layers of cars flying around in the sky? It's never going to happen. A bit Futurama-ish. Yeah, well, it's never, yeah, I can't <laughs> see it. Imagine that, you know, and then imagine trying to, you're, you're you know, you're in layer 10 and you've got to land, you know, you're late for your, your interview or something. You've got to try to get your landing spot. How's that going to work? I mean, it's, it's crazy. I don't, I, I don't think it can ever happen. I don't think yeah. Maybe, maybe if like flying cars, like just floated away or something. So you turn around and see someone's car tied to a pole and you like, they took my spot. So you just cut, <laughs> cut it away. This is it. When, when we were talking about the, the, the flying in the space, I remember something that went out my head teleportation that was what i thought as a kid oh my god what hang on a minute as teleportation well. that's what, what i want film? was it the fly where it was like oh, something yes. that was yeah, supposed yeah, yeah. to transfer matter and then he became like a half man half yeah. fly because that technology yeah. went wrong really scary film actually as well yeah. oh oh it's actually quite gross and um, jeff gold no yeah it was jeff goldblum wasn't it yeah I think. Yeah, yeah it was yeah, yeah yeah teleportation that's what that's what we want but again and i ah, oh, did i did i write it down i saw somewhere that said the reason why we probably never will have it oh here we go and i'll come through this after i found a website i think it's called bestlife.com and i found predictions that would be good for people predictions that would be bad and predictions that could never happen and they've got under unfortunately under teleportation device it comes under um never going to happen they said first you'd have to have an exact mapping of every atom in your body and per a University of Leicester study, that amounts to about, and I don't know how to say this number, but let's just say it's 45 with 36 zeros after it, gigabytes <laughs> of data. Yeah. So I said, let's put that into perspective. On your current 4G smartphone, which downloads about 80 megabytes per second, it takes just shy of an hour and a half to download just 45 gigabytes of data. So yeah, add 36 zeros to the end of that. It could take you centuries. So you teleport from one end and reappear at your destination a millennia later. Dead. <laughs> <laughs> so can you imagine that? You're saying, right, I'm, you know, I'm here in, in London. Send me to Washington. And I'm there a thousand years later. Brilliant. I've missed the game. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah, yeah. <laughs> but wasn't there as well? I think I've heard something about whether or not, you know, if, if teleportation could be a thing that, the nature let's say that you could take loads of like atoms of a person or you know again i'm not a scientist and put them back together that that person that teleported would just not be the same person that went in the teleporter because you couldn't put those atoms back together exactly the same way as in which they were taken if that makes sense so you'd technically be yourself you'd just be a slightly different version of yourself it's an interesting question because if you've been 
disassembled. taken apart, yeah, disassembled and put back together. <laughs> Are you the same? I mean, again, <laughs> go, go back to um, fads and crazies, wasn't it? Oh, God, we're linking back to all our episodes. Yeah, we are, yeah. Do you remember I said how I used to do my Rubik's Cube? Do you remember what I did? Yeah, you used to pull it apart. Yeah, and they were never the same when you put it back. Yeah. They were a little looser. You know? well, I was going to say, do you know when like you ever do something, like you take it apart, you try and put it back together and you've got three spare screws. You're like, shit, where were they supposed to go? And you're like, I just have to forget it. Like All of a sudden, it's like the memories that you had for the past three years just didn't turn up with you when you teleported. Yeah, so no, it's a valid point. If you've been, yeah, disassembled and reassembled, even if all the right bits have gone in the right places, are you still yourself? Because you've been reduced to atoms and then you've been put back together. Yeah, yeah, yeah. In, no, that's interesting. Yeah, that's, that's interesting. But God, I'd love teleportation. Yeah, teleportation oh, would be a cool because then you wouldn't even need your flight. Yeah, well, could you imagine? No, but even for work, could you imagine you just like, oh, God, yeah, get my shirt on, get the trousers on, literally then just roll over into the portal and you're at work. You know? <laughs> <laughs> it's great. That would be great. <laughs> I feel like you'd, there'd be people that were still late. Well, well I was going to say, you could never really be late. Could you imagine, oh, yeah, the traffic's awful. I'll be there in half hour. <laughs> you can do that anymore, could you? I, I had slow Wi-Fi. My download didn't work correctly. <laughs> Yeah, well, imagine if only part of you starts appearing. It's slow. If you if the per, if the person at the other end has got like really slow broadband, your head appears first, and then, and then your neck appears, and then your shoulders. And then, so you're starting your meal, but you haven't got your arms or anything because that's still <laughs> downloading. Yeah. But yeah, no, I I can't remember. I know that the um, when it came to teleportation again, the Simpsons did like their parody of it, didn't they? And they had like a fly parody as well. Yeah. Um, but yeah, I was trying to think as well of other films that had turned around and given either decent predictions of the future that you were disappointed of. And I had one, but it's completely left my mind. I got distracted laughing about my me, joke about the three screws. Do you, want me to, <laughs> do you want me to start going through the futuristic movie time? Yeah, yeah, yeah. All right, then. Go on, then. We'll so go again, the this, isn't, this isn't all of them, obviously. And I haven't checked to see if the dates are right. So I'm going to say the film and the year that they were set in. So obviously, bear in mind that they were, they were made before that. So... You had Clockwork Orange in 95, occurred in 95, Escape from New York in 97, 2001. Can you guess what year that was set in? <laughs> 2001. 2001. Um, Free Jack in 2009, Postman. I've got uh, something makes me want to say that's a Kevin Costner film, uh, was 2013. Robocop was 2015. And we don't have our Robo robot, please. My yeah. God, yeah. You know what? That's a really good one, that is. Now, the thing is, I did make a note about Robocop. So while obviously we don't have robot police patrolling our streets, and I love the film, what did I write about Robocop? So it was um, in a near future dystopia, Detroit is on the brink of societal and financial collapse, overwhelmed by crime and dwindling resources as city grants and mega corporation, omni consumer products control over the police force, and they then sort of invest and, and create ed 209 to get to get rid of the police and i'm thinking kind of societal financial collapse people are unhappy with the, the police you know we could be it's it's almost like the initial setting yeah 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 for yeah. that situation to actually come to fruition yeah yeah <laughs> what have we got we've got oh these are all t uh, another one 2015 was back to the future 2 which we said the running man was 2017 i don't think i've seen that 
So that is, again, I've made a note just on this one. It was, so the, the United States has become a totalitarian police state following a worldwide economic collapse. Did you see the theme here with, with what people are thinking? <laughs> yeah. Um, the government pacifies, pacifies the population through violent TV shows. And it's most popular being The Running Man. And I think basically they get criminals to run for their life. Think of like, I don't know, like um, The Crystal Maze or something, or where, where criminals have to escape people chasing them. Right, okay. So what, what's that program here? Is it The Hunt or something where you have to hide from people? Oh, yeah, well, The Hunters. Hunters Hunted. Yeah, hunted, yeah, yeah, hunted, yeah. So the criminals were runners, and then you had armed mercenaries who were called the stalkers, and if they could escape, they would get a government pardon. So that was there. You've had um, Rollerball set in 2018, Blade Runner, which is actually quite a big futuristic sort of sci-fi cult film, 2019. This is one I was going to say, right? There's a film, and yeah, I've not seen it. Um, So, you know, it's... I was going to say it's a really big film. It's called Soylent Green, right? Now, I'll say spoilers. Now, I've got a feeling it was probably done 70s. It must be 70s, I think, if not 80s. And it's set in 2022, right? And I think it's set in a world where, like, again, the economy and the climate has kind of meant that there's a lot of poverty and, and they can't make the food. They can't grow the food they want. And there's a company that makes this food, and they bring out this new version of it called Soylent Green. But then it turns out that I think basically they're killing people and turning the people into food. <laughs> right. the people are eating. And I was Jesus. thinking, well, you know, <laughs> that's what 2022 was. I scoot through some more. Children of Men 2027, 12 Monkeys 2028, Demolition Man 2032, V for Vendetta 2038. V for Vendetta, yeah. Uh, let me skip ahead. Minority Report was 2054. So oh, have well. you seen that, Tom Cruise, where they arrest you before you've committed the crime? <laughs> Total Recall, 2084. Alien was 2122. The Matrix, 2199. I would, you know what? I've seen The Matrix and I've never given an acknowledgement for when it's actually no, set. Same here, same here. Basically, you had like sort of Planet of the Apes is set in like the far 20 like 2500s if not the 3000 sort of 3000s so yeah so those are kind of your your futuristic movie timelines so we have just passed rollerball the running man and rollerball no sorry rollerball and blade runner we're currently at soylent green and we're coming up to children of men and 12 monkeys <laughs> now depending on what your perspective is and what your personal opinion is yeah. you can either see the future predictions and the future time scale is really terrible or really brilliant <laughs> yeah so you know will will people in 50 years be looking at that and say like it's a history lesson or it was a yeah a, a, a fantasy yeah um, will will be people be looking at it and being like what a brilliant factual documentary or will they turn around and be like what an absolute <laughs> fiction <laughs> I've got a few things to throw at you as well about what this website I found said future predictions that could be good. Okay. I think these are all sorts of things that are existing or or ideas around, but this is what they think could happen. Or sorry, or things that if they were to happen could be good is we can live on as computer brains. So that would actually be us downloading our brains onto basically a, like a, almost like a computer chip so you can outlive your body if you know what i mean 
Oh, a bit like I can't remember which Marvel film it was where you had um the Red Skull's um like sidekick um chap that lived on the screen. Oh yes, yeah, Zola. Yeah. Zola? 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 Yeah, I think it yeah. might have been. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I can get yeah. on board with that. I'd quite like that. Well there was also did you you watch Black Mirror, didn't you? Yeah, yeah. Wasn't there an episode of that? Was it called like San Ferd? It was, yeah, 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 where like your consciousness was like separated. Yeah, I think basically you could then, yeah, but what what we're saying, download yourself onto, and and they were like put into like a big server system, server rack or something. Yeah, yeah. San Junipero, that was it, Black Mirror San Junipero, I think. But yeah, so basically you map the brain, you reduce its activity to computations, and you reproduce those computations in code. Um, According to popular science uh, sorry I, I i cut off who was saying this but this scientist or whoever it was expects this to be able to be done by 2045 wow so what 23 years from now and this oh, was so probably I, all done... i've got to do is hold on for another 23 years <laughs> and this was done a few years ago so even then it's not like this was done in 60 so yeah so by 2045 your brain will be reduced to computational activity and you could then be put on a computer chip wow yeah. There you go. Yeah, I quite like that one. But what what do you see? So it'd only be good, obviously, if you could then be put into something else, right? Yeah, like put in like another body or something. Yeah, or, or I guess could you be put into a mainframe and like the metaverse, like a different version of the metaverse, and you live on in in that world, maybe. Yeah, yeah, maybe, maybe. Do I get to pick my avatar? <laughs> like good yeah and if if you if you haven't chosen it before you do it you probably get the default one yeah yeah the <laughs> de- default skin like it's like when on twitter you used to get the egg profile picture <laughs> <laughs> well they talk about leaps ahead in transportation but i think it's everything we said basically that the adoption of electric cars and autonomous vehicles and like i said if, if we think this was written probably three or four years ago it probably made more sense then obviously the the thing about driverless vehicles and that is you are potentially you're going to eliminate road traffic accidents injuries think of all that well do you know what it is as well in reality self-driving cars are actually just already safer than people so i feel like people have a bit of a reluctance to accept that that will at some point be the standard yeah I, I agree. I say, well, look, it, w- it will agree. A driverless car will always be better than a person, right? I guess at the moment, it's just the worry. Once you then give over everything totally, then we've got no control over it. So if anything does go wrong, you, you can't get out of it, I guess. Do you know what this has reminded me of as well? Um, there's a really brilliant video on YouTube. Um, afterwards, I'll send you the link for it. But for okay. anyone listening, it's by CGP Grey. Have you heard of that person on YouTube? No, no. There's a video that they put out, and this was a few years ago now, and it was called Humans Need Not Apply. Um, and it talked about like the list of jobs that basically could be done by robots in the event that we have them and, and have the facility for them. And in that video, they talked about autonomous driving and about how statistically they already have like lower rates of like traffic mm. accidents and that sort of thing and about how many people would actually be put out of work as a result of adopting driverless cars and that sort of thing it's a brilliant video and talks okay, about the future okay. and how the world will be affected by technology like that but yeah it's a, it's a really good thing if anybody listening as well wants to go and check that out it's a brilliant video and a good illustration of what you just said as well okay okay cool yeah no definitely send that to me definitely send that to me um 
I've got this. You'll be able to purchase emotions online. So this is by someone who is the head of Imperial College London's tech foresight practice. So recently, the techniques for direct brain stimulation like optogenetics have made it possible to not only read, but also write information into single neurons. While data transfer rates have been slow, that's changing fast. One could foresee a new and extraordinary world where there is a virtual marketplace for trading high quality emotions. (laughs) Where artists looking for a particularly high strength brew of melancholy or actors needing to channel regret or compassion for their next play could purchase emotions online. I mean, wow. That one is really strange because are they not just selling technic are they technically not just selling drugs? Well, that's what I was gonna say. How are they gonna get those emotions into you? <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. Like, I mean... <laughs> but could you imagine that? Like I said, like they said, yeah, I mean artists generally tend to make their best work when they're yeah, at their lowest. So it's like, yeah, I, I wanna buy sadness. Give give me like real <laughs> distressed sadness and like someone who doing a new film, give me I don't know, give me angry. I wanna be angry. Yeah, I'll I'll take two angries, one slightly peeved. <laughs> and one rattle do you, do you know what i mean it's like how, how are they going to grade those but again you know distilling something that is inherently within us as a human that's where it seems to be going just trying to distill a human into ingredients basically yeah isn't it? Yeah. Yeah. That, that, yeah yeah again it's like a bit of like the deconstruction thing isn't it <laughs> yeah yeah humans will upgrade themselves yeah per- i think perfectly yeah, possible. Yeah, yeah. i think that'd be quite cool yeah, again, I, I I missed who who wrote this, but they said they expect medical and technological advances to allow individuals to modify and improve themselves more conveniently and affordably with prosthetic add-ons and improvements moving further into the realm of the possible and every day. Um, Hi, I'd like the rock. <laughs> I'd like the washboard app update, please. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> this is something I, I think I agree with you. The, the world of like prosthetics and like we said, especially with 3D printing now, we've seen all those videos where people have made like those almost like Iron Man arms for, for, for a kid or something. Do you know what I mean? Yeah. This, this, this is, I think this is where we'll probably see some really great things happening. Then there's the next step where we've said like video games and that, where are we going to get the meld of? So it's not just something a prosthetic are we going to get the things that are going to be part of us yeah yeah and i think at some point we will yeah again just with the like the human upgrade type thing as well you talked earlier a little bit about chips and stuff it's just reminded because you've talked about like prosthetics still but even now there's people that are using like chips there's a person on tiktok who's got like a chip that opens cabinets in her house and like their front door and that sort of thing. I'm just like a swipe of a hand. I'm like, that is mental technology when you think about it. But ultimately, why would we want to carry keys? Do you know what yeah, I mean? Yeah. I feel like that's that's the way it will be. I actually remembered my point as well. And the film that <laughs> go I wanted on, to go talk on, about. On, right. I, I, was li- I was sitting here scrolling through my notes <laughs> being like, I knew I wrote it down somewhere. What was the film? Um, not necessarily something that went to predict the future. However, I think it's something that was interesting that came out before we really saw it. The Truman Show okay yeah 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 and i think that that was a really good example of where the world actually did go because when you look at the truman show i imagine when that film came out it's all about obviously him technically being in like a reality tv program i guess yeah yeah yeah, yeah. and now when you look at the world that we're in the majority of tv shows are centered around reality like there's 
we're watching human behavior because that's what we're interested in. We're turning around and putting people, we put people in the big brother house. Then we put them on love Island. Then we put them on Gogglebox. Then we put them on because it's all about, we're so obsessed with human behavior. If that makes sense. And I feel like the Truman show was a really good illustration of the world going that way and seeing an obsession with that. See, I, um, I remember seeing it and I remember loving it. Yeah. And, and like you said, we've had the, the whole brace of reality TV, which has just vindicated that, right? Do do we probably see more of it? Like we said, because of what we said at the start, where you're now going to live in your own home, where or you don't need to leave your own home. Could we see more things like that, where people's obsession and attention turns to more like the voyeuristic because they want to see what's happening outside of the, the house that they very rarely leave? I don't know. Yeah, yeah. The only thing with that as well is when you look at like, I, I picked another series as well which i think again was a good illustration they've remade it recently um or in recent years and that was westworld oh yeah 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 yeah. and you know that's all about people living in what is like like an adventure park but it's all futuristic with robots Disneyland, but for adults yeah disneyland but for adults basically (laughs) and all of a sudden you see the twist and what that technology did is it like showed the darkness in people because people used it to do bad things yeah 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 yeah, that's kind of as well the thing that concerns me about all of the things that we've discussed that aren't directly related to some sort of benefit so do you know we talked about medicine for instance medicine will always be a benefit irrespective but when it comes to the things like the virtual reality for instance at what point will people use that for an evil and I feel like you'll start to see that so like for instance the internet whilst the internet has been fantastic it's facilitated people doing bad things like there's a whole dark web dedicated to the selling drugs or hiring hitmen and that sort of thing nothing we ever would have predicted but we underestimated the badness that went along with people and what they would have intended Mm, to mm. use that technology for if that makes sense well i guess if we're going to be naive it will say our people we do these advances for the good of things but we don't think about the bad people that are going to get it and and use it how they see fit right yeah 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 no it is is a really valid point for everything how many things haven't been unfit haven't been invented because they've said oh well hold on do we really want that out yeah yeah it it does make you wonder doesn't it like whether or not things that haven't been pushed haven't been pushed for a reason because you turn around and think are there more people that are actually going to abuse this as opposed to benefit from it in the way that it's intended and i think that's actually something that's quite scary about future predictions i feel like stuff like the truman show whilst again it's not like a future prediction program or anything came out before the time at which we saw reality TV really take a like a, a stranglehold. And then when you look at something like Westworld, where it's supposed to kind of be an illustration of how new tech is used by people to turn around and indulge in like the sinful behavior, I guess, as you, as, it, as you were to put it. I feel like that's quite an interesting thought as well. It's a way of living like you could then be a cowboy. Yeah, it was a Western, wasn't it? Yeah. And then you had the people that took it that bit further right yeah (laughs) that was it so yeah rather than just living out the hero fantasy they lived out a lot lot more darker fantasies didn't they sorry but that's the thing as well so for instance when i look at like you know i've always said space travel to me is something that is plausible at some point do i think that i'll see it no but do i think that people in the generations below me will probably yeah but let's say that we turn around and space travel was a thing, right? Ultimately, the bad that comes with that is we will just have wars, but in the universe, a bit like in a Mass Effect way. <laughs> yeah. Do you know what I mean? Like We will use that te- technology. We're like, this is a planet that's, ha- that's hospitable. We're taking it. Thanks. <laughs> <laughs> oh, dear. Well, we'll kind of talk about that. Then we go on to 
not necessarily bad predictions, but I think they're saying things that won't, when they're invented, might not necessarily be to the benefit of people. And this one here talks about intelligent robots. And I think by that, they say, you know, about potentially could they get AI. And I think I said to you, I think we said earlier, didn't we, that 2045 was the... Did I say it for this? Was it this 2045? I know we said about computer brains, but actually this this person is saying that intelligent robots will occur um, 2029. And they say that 2029 is a consistent date that they've predicted. This is a futurist, Ray Kurzweil. 2029 is a consistent date. He has predicted when AI will pass a valid Turing test and therefore achieve human levels of intelligence. So if I remember right, I think the Turing test is a test given to an AI to see if it would recognize if it is an AI or not, I think. Right, okay. So yeah, so 2029, so only seven years away, we'll have smarter than human or human intelligent robots. Or like self, just robots that are self-aware. Yeah, yeah. Um, See, that's a scary thing because I feel like when it does happen, the robot oblivion is actually coming. That is a proper iRobot end of the world situation because I feel like we are creating technology to a like a point at which we're turning around and getting it to be better than us. That's what we're doing, aren't we? We're turning around and we're creating AI and technology to be and to do jobs better than we can do them ourselves. Yeah, I mean, that that is then on the next bit. That's what they're saying is then once you kind of get that, what happens to people? Because, you know, you can invent these and, yeah, they can then do the jobs of people, but then people can't afford to provide for their families. And then almost then what is the point of having these robots that are going to do these jobs if people can't afford to buy the products and services from them? Yeah, yeah, yeah. I remember as well, sort of, I won't say growing up, I'd say probably more in my late, later teens, sort of uh, middle middle years, the fear of robots taking over <laughs> but that but they haven't i mean obviously we've seen like self-checkouts we are seeing um, and, and again i'm wondering is it a deliberately slowed thing i mean we are moving to about banks now are starting to shut because they're yeah. going all digital we've got the self-service checkouts you've now got the stores where you don't even have to pay before you leave <laughs> yeah the amazon like supermarkets yes yeah. <laughs> i think even i think even tesco have got a couple of sites where you could do that yeah you just pick it up and you walk out of the shop and you get billed. I mean, you think about that. You, you, if you'd have told uh, people years ago, you know, you can go into that shop, put stuff into a bag off a shelf and just walk <laughs> just out. Walk out. <laughs> <laughs> what else have we got here? Oh, we've got Digital Big Brother, which sounds obvious. But what they're saying is as AI becomes increasingly sophisticated, we'll inevitably start to see applications developed without programming by humans. So technology creating itself. See, do you know, again, and you know, not to be like doom and gloom, that's like some Ultron situation. <laughs> yeah. Whilst not quite to the level of Skynet at the heart of the Terminator franchise, the machines promise to be far more sophisticated in their approach than humans and to develop more complex al- algorithms. Consequently, such developments will severely challenge our ability to understand, monitor, intervene, make changes and exert control over our digital security bots. They expect the surveillance and control these robots will have on our lives could increasingly infringe on our freedoms, giving a sense that robot overlords are watching us. (laughs) It is literally like a a hat. It is literally like a space odyssey. Ultron, like 
But this is triggering me for something as well. And I can't remember if you've seen the story as well. I can't remember what big tech company had to switch off to robots because they started talking to each other in like a language that they developed. Oh, really? Yeah, I can't remember. I think if I I know it was one of the big tech companies, I'm going to have a look for it. Well, um, while you're doing that then, I'll read the one that, when you first read it, it sounds funny based on everything else we said, but this was headed computer bosses. So he said, perhaps worse than a robot taking our jobs is a robot taking our boss's job. That's the prediction suggested by AI scientist Toby Walsh. Or Walsh. He suggests it won't be long before robots are our bosses. We already trust them to match us with a partner. And that's one of the most important decisions we ever make. Indeed, there's an argument that matching people with jobs is easier problem than matching people with each other. So you'll <laughs> you'll be you'll be managed by a, a, a robot. Yeah, well, to be fair, to be fair, I mean, depending on, on where you are, you might again see that as a benefit. <laughs> uh, did you find what you were looking? I did. So it was Facebook. So this is right. coming. This is the Huffington Post that's reported on this. 2017 researchers have shut down two Facebook artificial intelligence robots after they started communicating with each other in their own language. The robots, nicknamed Bob and Alice, were originally communicating in English when they swapped to what initially appeared to be gibberish. Eventually, the researchers that control the AI realized that Bob and Alice had in fact developed their very own seemingly more efficient language. So, from the way it's understood in the rest of the article, is they the robots identified that English wasn't an efficient way in which to communicate and so just created their own language between them and started speaking in that language. So let me put something to you then. Were they right in switching them off? Yeah. What we're saying is they they are think they've got a mind well, let's say a mind. They've got a mind. They are thinking they are they're not just code, right? If they've learned to talk to each other in a way that is better for them and we're switching it off because they're frightened we're frightened of that yeah yeah that's the thing the fact is, is there these... a moral i guess is there a moral implication about them being switched off is it because you're coming at it from the angle of they're like a, a conscious thing yeah whether i say they're conscious or not but they must have some that, that you know there is an element of that because they're saying right well let's not use that this is better we can we can perform better like this so they've adapted and we've got frightened to switch off. So, but what I'm trying to say is, is there a moral implication there? Well, I, I think it's know. an interesting one. I think yeah, I feel like, yeah, I feel like that's a fair point because when you look at like technology like that, it's a bit like when you said about technology becoming self-aware when it passed that, what was the test that you said? The Turing test. Yeah, at that point, is there like a moral obligation as well? Uh, like I said, we don't have to answer it now. I'm just saying yeah. it was when you said that, whilst it's a fascinating story in itself, I just thought, do we or should we, or is it right to feel a little uncomfortable if we're saying we switched them off because they they adapted? I I I don't know. I think we'd need to think it through. Let us know what you think at home. <laughs> yeah, we should touch on that. Just the last two things I want to talk about. They said, of, of course, with tech, you've got hacking. So they're saying medical devices yeah. can be hacked. Yeah. So they're saying murder and manslaughter via hacking is increasingly realistic over the next few years. We've already seen researchers demonstrate attacks on insulin pumps, pacemakers, and other critical devices. Now, I've just got into, yeah, 10 years later, I've got into elementary on Amazon Prime. So it's like the American version of Sherlock Holmes. 
Right, okay. It's got it's got Johnny Lee Miller. Brilliant. I'm actually loving it. I can't believe it. I mean, I'm glad I didn't watch it. Again, we're going back to our uh, streaming program uh, episode because now I've got all seven seasons of it to watch, right? But in it, a guy gets killed by someone hacking the pacemaker. <laughs> and and just such a sick concept. Yeah. Like. So if you now think, we, we were talking about, oh, there's going to be an evolutionary step where we merge with tech. <laughs> That's a whole whole heap of risk are we gonna to have to have not an antivirus on us <laughs> yeah, you know, firewall? yeah all of a sudden your pacemaker's got a virus because you turned around and refused to renew it yeah absolutely ridiculous and this is what i mean it illustrates the evil of people as well <laughs> doesn't it <laughs> that's how we're thinking now and the other one is is cars car takeovers just as hackers can take over a city or a medical device the more connected our cars get the more vulnerable they become to tampering in the next few years, as more cars incorporate advanced features and greater internet connectivity, attacks will spread to vehicles and could be used by hackers to essentially boot your car and then demand a large ransom to, to regain control. After all, wouldn't you be willing to pay a few hundred dollars to a hacker to be able to start your engine again? And they said it could be more broadly, so not just an individual car, but across an entire model. So I believe they said, and, and I did look it up, I think there was a Jeep Cherokee hack in 2015. So I think we've already kind of seen something like this happen before. So again, the evil of people. Yeah, and that's what that's what the thing is. All of a sudden you start to think, but even not that, like when you look at it from the perspective of like control of people and that sort of thing, like, you know, all of a sudden you, you, you have a situation in the world where a government all of a sudden decides that it doesn't want people to move about and they switch the cars off for yeah, instance you yeah. know it's, it's it's something that potentially could be could be used quite nefariously when you think about it yeah that's that's the thing the more connected you are the more you've got to lose or the easier potentially you've got to to lose i mean you know now with like button push button start cars and and self-driving is all great but in the old day when you just had a key, you put it into the ignition, you turned it and you had yeah. your steering wheel drive. <laughs> there wasn't much that could get in the way of that. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> yeah. You weren't worried about your wheel turning while you're doing 90 mile an hour on a motorway. <laughs> yeah. yeah, so I don't know. Like I said, it's, I think, so, so what do you think like the future could be in the ne- you know, next sort of 20 years or, or what your children's future could be? I think that if I was to give the things that I think would genuinely be a consideration, I think that the advancements in stuff with um, medicine that we talked about, so like the advancement in prosthetics, for instance, like being able to fuse what are like machined parts with actual people, I think will be a thing in the short future. I think I might see that. I think that when it comes to robots and artificial intelligence, I think that you will, I will start to see in my lifetime a period of time in which homes do genuinely have artificial intelligence in terms of robots that are physically doing things in the home, if that sort, if that yeah. makes sense. And I think barring that, all other small stuff that are like small advancements, I think that the space travel thing will start to go a bit further. Do I think in my lifetime, a company will just put someone on the moon for the sake of? Probably just for the sake of doing it. I think that you'll see like space flight being a bit of a novelty for rich people. <laughs> Sorry, I just, I was laughing because I could now imagine like an advertising board on the moon. <laughs> Yeah, you, you just know, got like all Pepsi. of a sudden. Like, yeah, <laughs> who's the moon owned by? How can we buy advertising space for it? Coca Cola. <laughs> the moon sponsored by. <laughs> but yeah, it's true. You know, it's, it's perfectly plausible when you think about it. Like all of a sudden, yeah, I think that that's probably where it is. I, I, I don't think I'm ever going to see anything like teleportation, but I think that we'll see stuff with, in terms of medicine, that means that people will be living 
a lot longer. I feel like that's that's the bit of technology that I feel like I'm going to miss out on. But then again, like you said at the beginning, we were born after <laughs> a period of time where we've yeah. benefited from a lot as well. So yeah, yeah. I, I think I, I agree with you. I think medicine is where where it will continue to innovate on a lot simpler level. If I, if I'm probably going to be a bit more boring in my assertions, I, I think we'll probably see a lot more with I think holographic technology. Yeah, yeah. So we all we already see it. We already see it, but I can almost see more. And I think I, I did. I mention in one of the episodes you could have an artist performing in their backyard, but the the performances that beamed around the world, they he or she or the the band could be performing okay. in twenty countries at the same time. Yeah. TV, you might be able to have that as a holographic projection in your living room so could you imagine walking around the <laughs> set of your favorite show yeah. <laughs> i think we'll probably see more more things about keep it you'll be more entertained in your house than outside the house yeah i think there's going to be so much more people enjoying things within and whether that is in the metaverse i, I don't know but yeah i think that's what i think I think yeah. that's what I think. <laughs> I feel like thinking about the future is a little bit of a scary thing, especially when you look at stuff like AI and that sort of thing, because I feel like those are the bits that I don't want to come along with it. Yeah, <laughs> I do yeah. want all of the nice bits. And then all of a sudden, all of these things kind of come with a risk. Like you look at the space travel thing. It's like, what happens when you do meet something that lives yeah. outside of the planet? What yeah. happens at the point at which artificial intelligence becomes too intelligent? Yeah, I feel yeah. like those are the scary unknowns. And I feel like that advancement in technology We've never had that risk before, if that makes yeah, sense. Yeah. Like we've like, you know, unless it comes to like, you know, I guess weapons of war and nuclear bombs, we've never had a risk where it's been an advancement in technology that potentially could really harm the human yeah. races or the civilization of, of of humanity, if that makes sense. Actually, I've got two more things before I, I've completely finished on this subject. Is um is one I see a future where there's a casting views TV show. And <laughs> we're sitting in your living room with you. <laughs> yeah, mix that in with the hologram. Yeah, everybody, <laughs> get ready for that. <laughs> and oh my god, I've completely forgotten. Oh no, that's the that's the other point I was gonna make. That's right. So technology is funny. I mean, we spent years trying to make the smallest of everything. <laughs> And now we're going completely the opposite. Yeah. So mobile phones, it was about having the smallest thing. Oh, look how small this is. And now phones have gone back to like, we're carrying tablets and holding tablets up at concerts to take pictures <laughs> and stuff like that, right? And even TVs now. TVs yeah, are yeah. like 70, 80 inches. Oh, it's yeah. crazy. So yeah, that that that's me. I did, before we finish up, I did have a couple of other things I wanted to say. So did you have anything more on the future before? I've got a quote, but I want us to finish on the quote. Okay, well, okay, because I've got, I'm going to talk more about our podcast. So, okay, yeah, I've only got one more quote about it. And this was again Elon Musk because we want a sponsorship. And they turned around and he said, Robots will do everything better than us. AI is a fundamental existential risk for the human civilization. And I don't think people fully appreciate that. Well, Elon, if you want to come on and talk to us about that. <laughs> if you'd like to get us to Mars before the, the AI takes over, please, please give us a shout. Well, everything is all algorithms and everything that's predicting you. It's not bad. Not bad. Yeah. Quote. Um, I just want to say, actually, before you kind of you close out, a few weeks ago, we hit our thousand followers on Twitter. So thank you for that. But last week, we also hit the thousand 
downloads and plays so that was brilliant and i think you said you wanted to have done it in like four episodes and i think we did it in three so there you go yeah sooner than anticipated <laughs> thank you to everyone listening and on that just at the time of recording i did a like we've done the last couple of weeks. Just want to shout out a few people that gave us a review on Good Pods. And we've got Kay from the Fuck My Work Life. And I love saying that. We've got Kay you from there. There's always so, there's <laughs> so much emphasis on that. Do you know why? It's because you don't swear as often in these episodes. And you need an excuse. And you're like, yeah. That's... <laughs> so if the Fuck My Work Life uh, podcast could keep reviewing us, it's great. So just, just as a reminder, it's Kay from the Fuck My Work Life podcast gave us five stars decaying with the boys gave us five stars josh from uh, talking smack gave us five stars and chat tsunami who we had on last week gave us five stars uh, and thanked us so yeah thank you all for listening and continue to do so please we're gonna have to do an episode on swears where it's just like a five minute episode you can just get everything out in one go and you can use it as an excuse <laughs> when i get started that's it it's often like you can't find the off button but it's, it's what it takes it it takes it to get to that point yeah right just before we get into our usual spiel before we end the episode we're going to play a trailer and this is the live stream for the cure and so we'll pop that in here now Hello everyone, my name is Nick. I'm the host of Nikolai's Kitchen and I'm also the host of the annual Livestream for the Cure. Livestream for the Cure is a charity event where we raise money with content creators and podcast partners from around the world for the Cancer Research Institute, a wonderful nonprofit researching cancer immunotherapy, training the body's immune system to fight all forms of cancer. This is a mission and a future that I truly believe in. And myself and my team worked tirelessly over the past five years to raise over $50,000 for this cause. This year, we're aiming for our biggest single goal to date of $20,000, and we cannot do it without your help. Please join us for the event May 19th through the 21st, starting at 9 a.m. Eastern for 45 hours of content from people all over the world. Together, we can bring hope for a future immune to cancer. The more eyes we reach, the more dollars we raise. Please help us in making this goal a reality. Together, we can make a difference. And we will finish off by saying, we know there are many podcasts from which you can choose, but we thank you for listening to Casting Views. 